Welcome back to the Book Report Pod. <laughs> this podcast tonight, I don't feel like the vibes are happening. I had to restart it, keep mincing my words, but welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. I am Allie. And I'm Rach. And we're doing it. We're going to get this going. This has been a hard one to start, but we've had technical issues. We've had... Allie not being able to talk issues, but... None of this is nothing that's never happened before. It's true. It's that true. so many double negatives. Yeah. <laughs> tonight sucks. <laughs> no, it's not. It does not suck. We're not putting those vibes onto it. It's going to be a great podcast. All right. So we are back. It is still dry January. Mm-hmm. Um, for us recording this in advance and for you listening to it right now. Well, maybe you're not doing dry January. No judgment if you aren't, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're sitting here with our mocktails, all cozy in my living room floor. Still wearing my rum. Yeah. Rug. Rug. Rum. Oh my God. <laughs> this still. Is, what is happening? <laughs> oh. Still wearing my robe. Your robe. I will say, so if you're listening to us, I also, Allie gets to listen to it because she edits our podcast yeah. and she's, she's really good at it. She oh, makes gosh. us sound a lot more clever and smarter and she takes out all of our mouth sounds i do take out as many mouth the sounds the work ali but i listen to our podcast every tuesday we release on the way mm-hmm. to work and i love listening back to these yeah they're fun i also we recorded several at a cabin in a different environment and it was fun, and I liked doing that. There's something about us sitting on our living room floor, my living mm-hmm. room, ours. <laughs> I refer to it as ours. My living room floor that just makes my heart happy, though. Yeah, I'm kind of glad to be back and recording. Yeah, here on our floor, mm-hmm. my floor. <laughs> but yes, we are doing a really fun book. I feel like two of the books we've picked now for winter season take place in summer. Yeah. It's not fitting the seasonal vibe. Or maybe it, that was a fall one before. I think so. This cover is just so beautiful. It is so pretty. But I do th- – this helped me out of my seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. We are doing We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Haberlin. Haberlin. Shoot, I looked it up. <laughs> Rach gave me a hard time for not looking it up. I looked it up and still just mispronounced it. Also, Heberlin. Julia Haberlin has – ferocious bangs i think she's the coolest looking person Uh she's got cool glasses like a really sharp bob Uh with tight bangs yeah she's a cool looking cool looking lady and also i you can always buy her books through our link tree Mm -hmm. it unfortunately links to the amazon Mm -hmm. links i have been trying to post a link to parnassus which is a local bookstore here I'm going to try to do – that's in, like, Green Hills of Nashville. I'll try to do some other bookshops, too, in the future. So you can – wherever you're closest, they're all great. Yeah, definitely buy from local bookshops first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Yeah. Or your local – go read from the library. If you can do neither of those things, you can shop on our link tree and throw us a couple pennies. The rest of it goes to Jeff Bezos, but, (laughs) you know. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Eat the rich. But yes, we are doing We Are All the Same in the Dark. And because it is still dry January in our neck of the woods, we have a really fun mocktail for you tonight. I haven't tried mine yet. You haven't tried it yet? Ooh. No. Take a sip. Okay. 
You want to talk about it while I'm sipping? Yes. So this is a dandelion clementine cooler. Ooh. So good. It is so good. If you're not doing dry January, this would probably be great spiked with gin, something kind of citrusy, florally. This is muddled dandelion leaves with, so I did uh, about a half cup of dandelion leaves, two clementines, two limes, like squeeze the fruit, put it in a shaker, ounce and a half-ish of honey, and muddle that all together, shake it up, and pour it into a cup with some um, sparkling water. That's all it is. So I asked, I was peppering Allie with text today just about a myriad of things. And one of them was asking if she wanted to record tonight because last night after we recorded, we kind of left it up in the Mm -hmm. air. And she said, I think so. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And then I've got to find some dandelion leaves. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you making? Are you juicing? Are we getting a (laughs) juice? It would probably be good juice, though. This is really good. Uh, I feel like the dandelion, it's like, you just get a hint of like earthy, herbaly. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot, but yeah. it's really good. Um, it's like very tart, and mm-hmm. but also like a hint of sweetness. Oh, this is super good. Yeah, this would be a good summer mm-hmm. drink too. Um, my kids are watching me make it and have asked for it tomorrow, so I've got to make some. Our kids all. I feel like all the kids in our friend group love a mock, a fancy mocktail. We always make them mocktails, and they always ask for them, and it's really, it's really cute them in their fancy mocktails um and we'll get into the reason i mean the reason this fits the theme is dandelions mm-hmm. which we'll definitely get into a bit but yeah if you wanted to spike it jen right jen would be jen, a move for, for sure. sure um yeah do we want to jump right into the jump into the summary yeah sure do you want right. to do a hot take or i don't think okay or how would you how would you explain or convince someone to read the book okay mm, i like this okay I would I would say to convince someone to read this book most people maybe not most and I think most people have some sort of mystery or crime that happened in their town something that stuck with you I know in like the true crime mm-hmm. world this is talked about a lot where like what's your hometown murder which yeah it's kind of a, a weird saying but we all know I feel like a lot of us probably know what that means Imagine if there was this whole story around it that got – someone dove into the most human aspects of that entire story. There's and like it, an economy built around. An economy built around yeah. it in this book. Imagine if someone took that story or that thing that happened in your town that you always wonder about, that gnaws at you, that you call your mom about sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, remember this? Imagine if you someone just wrote a whole novel about the most human aspects of it and then it did not turn out any way you expected. The mm-hmm. everything everyone thought was wrong. That's what I would say to convince yeah. someone to read this book. And I, I have that, like I have that story of in my hometown that was just like stuck with you and I call my mom about it every now and then and I Google it sometimes just to see what's new about it and – that's really what this is, is like all those human aspects around it and all of the little ways it impacts people's lives. Oh, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a hot take, but I loved this book. Yeah. this I have a hard time seeing how this isn't going to be my favorite of 2023. I could not the year fucking put it down. I so, know the year is young, but this was so good. I wrote in my notes, I didn't have many, but one of them was – 
is Julia Heberman the best writer of our time? Yeah. It was a very, it had to have been a very difficult novel to write. And I hardly ever read the author's acknowledgments in the back Mm -hmm. of the book. I read every word of hers. And the book like unveiled itself Mm -hmm. and how she was writing it and the research she did and the people she thanked. I, I got teary eyed. I know. It was a really, it was a really, really well-written book. Yeah. Hot take. Loved it. Yeah. Not a hot take. I feel like most people probably love it. <laughs> well, I can tell you. Oh, you did, you did your Goodreads reading? Some, I did. Okay. So let's do a quick <laughs> recap of the story in case you have forgotten. This book has several narrators. It starts off with Wyatt, who is a trucker, finding a young preteen girl on the side of the road, half dead. Missing an eye. Mute. Mute. Not in great shape. Mm -hmm. And that is where our story starts. He takes her home to, and I will say, I was listening to this on audiobook, and the narrator who talks for Wyatt talking about this little girl, I thought this was going down a very bad path, and he sounded so creepy. I, it was shocking. I almost tripped. My husband and I were listening to it in the car, and we both were like, where is this going? But he takes this little girl home, and in his home, there's his sister, True Manel. And he, True Manel is a very vivid character from the start of this book because she's there with him. Switch narrators very quickly, and we are now in the world of Odette, who is a – this is all taking place in Texas in a small town. Odette lives in the same small town as Wyatt. She's a cop. And we quickly find out that Trumanel is not alive. Suppose, like, mm-hmm. we don't think Trumanel is alive. She was the victim of a crime year decades ago, probably. She went missing along with her father. And Wyatt is her brother. Wyatt still lives in the same house that he lived in. You learn he is... Obviously experienced some trauma. There is something going on. Everyone thinks he's like he's like the outcast of the town because everyone thinks he killed his father and sister. And he's, you know, not right in the head and he's crazy. And he's kind of the center point of this whole missing persons case and small town, you know, traumatic event that mm-hmm. happened. Small town crime. Odette uh, ends up – you also find out Odette and Wyatt were – an item in high school when this crime happened, which is central to the story. So Odette's always kind of watching out for Wyatt in a way. And her She doesn't father, think he did she it. She doesn't think he did and it. And her father, who was the He was the sheriff. The sheriff, he also didn't think Wyatt did it. Wyatt did it. And both of them were kind of thought of as kind of crazy or mm-hmm. maybe she still held a candle for Wyatt. It yeah. was just clouding her vision on what a cop should see. Yeah. And she was just seeing who she remembered as Wyatt and maybe not what he had done. Yep. So she ends up, it's reported that there's a girl, he has a girl in his house and everyone's like, the whole town is in a frenzy about that. Odette goes over to the house, ends up taking the girl home to try to help her out. And not she, telling anyone. Not telling anyone because she doesn't want Wyatt to get in trouble. She also, it's weird. You, this girl has clearly come from a bad situation. She kind of wants to figure out what her situation is before she sends her back to it. Mm-hmm. So Odette is kind of investigating 
they, they refer to the girl as Angel, where Angel came from, what's going on. In the midst of this, they're also, she's also trying to find, she's just always her whole life trying to find out what happened to Trumanel, Wyatt's sister, who she was friends with. So it's, that's a big chunk of the book is like all of this happening. She also takes, she is missing her leg and you find, Odette is, Odette is you find out that the night Trumanel went missing, she went over to Wyatt's house. They were going to, they had like a date planned. They are going to play Scrabble. They are going to play Scrabble. And when he comes to the door, he tells her to run, to get away and run. And she does and hops in her truck and r- speeds out of there and flips her truck, lands on her leg, and she loses her leg that night. So she is intrinsically tied to the night of this crime. And that's – her father came and, you know, her father was – I think her father was investigating Trumanel going missing, right? He was the first on the scene. On the scene. So he mm-hmm. was first on the scene investigating Trumanel's disappearance and wasn't there for his daughter who ended up having her leg amputated. A lot of the cops in the town didn't come to Wyatt's house from that 911 call or that call of distress because all the cops had heard the call that yeah. Odette was in a car accident and that's the sheriff's daughter. And so they all went there. Yeah. So oh, her dad part. was alone at the house without yep. any backup. And so there's this – she's tied to this crime in every way. And when I think that was one thing that was so – that got me from the beginning is if I think about my small town – I'm from a small town in Alabama. If I think about the crime that happened that feels similar in mm-hmm. a way, how tied – I didn't know the people involved in this crime mm-hmm. or anything. And I feel so tied to that. It feels like this – I don't know, this point in existence in – my town where everything changed to be so tied to that to be like it was your boyfriend it was your friend and this town is there obsessed, the obsessed with the disappearance of Trumanel. i mean her there the picture that was used for her missing posters so it's her picture and it was a, a prom night where she won or she won homecoming prom queen, queen or homecoming queen and after they were all at some party and she caught a guy raping a girl and kicked his ass. Mm -hmm. I don't know why she was arrested for it. I guess she was a little too good at kicking his ass. And that's the picture they used. I can see it. Yeah. The way they described her tiara, like off center, her hair was a little must and the way that she was kind of smiling, like, hell yeah, I kicked his ass. Yeah. Um, so she's like this hometown hero. Mm-hmm. She was like the popular Her picture, girl. that poster that says we will find you is everywhere. Yeah. Still people, there's a documentary, there's a documentary that documentary. just came out mm-hmm. about it. So that's, you know, like any documentary that you and I have ever watched. Yeah. People's interest in this old case from outside of the city. Yeah. Interest has been peaked. And Yeah. The, and they're so, you know, Odette's tied to this in so many ways. And she, she's helping Angel and then also trying to figure out who murdered Trumanel. She's getting kind of closer and closer. You can tell she's piecing things together. Long story short, she, in the middle of, I think she, I can't remember exactly where she was or why. She suddenly realizes there's something to do with this fence post on Wyatt's property mm-hmm. that's like off 
kilter. It's or something's it up with it. It has a board that looks like a cross. cross. That's what it is. Yeah. So she goes and starts digging up there. And then all of a sudden, she goes missing. Halfway through the book. Halfway through the book. She's just like, it's like she turns around. She hears a gun cock. She hears a gun cock. And then like, scene. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what? Threw me for the biggest loop. I had no idea that's where it was going. Mm-hmm. I Again, I'm listening to it, so I don't have any realization that it's in parts. I do a lot of due diligence before I start a book either. Yeah. I'm either going to find out what the ending is and then start it or mm-hmm. read nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just where we got to where we did with the Agatha Christie book. I was so <laughs> mad when I read that and it started. So the next part is in Angel's. Mm-hmm. She's, she's narrating older it's like but years i was later. mad yeah it's like what the fuck odette was such because a... did you want odette and wyatt to end up i wanted them to end up yes together. the sexual tension between them oh so just a quick side note so i got we were ali's husband and i were chatting about the book before we started recording and he mentions he does like a he mimics wyatt's voice in the beginning oh my, of the audiobook yeah. and i was like Wait, hold up. He sounds like a predator. And he's supposed to be really handsome. Yeah. It threw like, me off. Yeah. <laughs> it threw me off so much. I wonder if that the changes the way you see characters. Oh, it 100. Once I found out he was like a handsome football hero from back in the day, yeah. but just everyone thought he was creepy. White t-shirts and jeans. Yeah, it's like it's a hottie. Huh. Okay, I almost just told you who I cast because it's like, it feels really, okay. I'm going to wait. This is, he's the only casting I did. Okay. Um, I may have more actually in the back of my head. Oh, he was actually like supposed to be handsome and. Yeah, he was supposed to be very handsome and it did throw me off. Um, I, the narrator sounded very creepy. Okay, I'm going to do my impression and you tell me if you picture a hot man Small town. Small town football hero guy in a white t-shirt. 25 or 35. Yeah. He's young. The narrator's like, (laughs) True Maneo told me not to touch that little girl. And you're like, what the hell am I listening to? Listen to True Maneo. True Maneo. And just that, everything about it was upsetting. And then later on, you're like, wait, Odette dated him? And then she describes him as hot. And you're like, and then halfway through her part, I'm like, I need them to end up together. They are mm-hmm. soulmates. Um, when did you, when did you move to the reading the book, the text? Uh, was it before Odette was killed or before Odette it was like in, was missing? into Angel's part? Okay, so I started reading oh, it. I switched time. to book the mm-hmm. book around Angel's part. Okay, um, the narrator for Angel is great in this book. So. Part three of the book is from Angel's point of view. Years later, she it has she basically went and had this other life. She moved into a foster home. She oh Odette back in the day, Odette helped her get a prosthetic eye, and so there's also this mm-hmm. really beautiful connection between Odette and Angel. Odette had a prosthetic leg; she gets her prosthetic eye, and that like changes the trajectory of her life quite a bit. My knowledge of what a prosthetic eye. Mm-hmm. The detail that went, was involved in that increased by 600,000. <laughs> like, I, I went on a spiral yeah, it of was, this profession, of this art form. Yeah, art. Yeah. So Angel has always felt connected to Odette. And now Odette is part of this. She was also went missing. No one knows where she went. So it's this now the, the crime of Trumanel 
and her father missing is amplified times a thousand because the, you know, hero cop of their small town also went missing. Mm -hmm. And there's like a statue, a memorial to them in the town and all that. There's all these movies and TV shows and all this hoopla about this crime. There's a blogger that calls herself a... Oh, I'm so mad if I can't remember it. But Angel starts reading her blog just yeah. to try to – because she didn't know Odette that long, but Odette made such a – Impact on her life. Mm-hmm. So she – Angel is like college age and comes back to this town to sneak around and solve the crime, basically. She wants to – I don't know that originally she was like, I'm going to solve the crime, but she just wanted to feel like closure – I guess, and mm-hmm. also maybe solve the crime. Yeah. She does <laughs> solve the crime through – she ends up, like, sneaking back into Odette's house and staying there and getting to know the new – well, a, who a cop in town who was formerly Odette's partner who's also trying to solve the crime. They kind of work together. Turns out that – Odette's uncle, who is like a fire and brimstone preacher. Who she talks about fondly. Yeah, she talks about fondly, is the murderer. And what had happened is Trumanel and Wyatt's dad was, uh, he slept slept around a lot and had other children around town. Mm -hmm. And he had slept with the preacher's wife. And one of his daughters was actually that guy's daughter and so he got mad one night went over to Wyatt and Trumanel's house gets very angry threatens to shoot their father their father grabs he's a bad person their father's like a terrible human mm-hmm. grabs Trumanel and when Wyatt tries to that's actually when Odette came over was when in the middle of this Odette knocks on the door yeah and unknowingly her uncle is back there with a gun to, the family. to kill her friend and that's why why it's like you need to get out of here he tries to wrestle the gun away from the preacher and trumanel is shot the father is mortally wounded and the preacher doesn't know what to do so he calls odette's dad who's the sheriff and they clean up the murder and actually i think they i couldn't Get this straight. I know they basically psychologically damage Wyatt to mm-hmm. the point that they convince him, if you tell anyone about this, um, you're going to hurt Odette because mm-hmm. her father's involved. Like, you're going to destroy your family. But they also mentioned hitting him in the head. Yeah. Like, they definitely did some kind of... I think Some they, kind of emotional assault. It where... feels like they tortured him. Like, they hit him in the head. They said something about hitting his head on the bathtub. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. There's something about hitting his head on the bathtub, Mm -hmm. and then they just, yeah, psychologically damage him. And so he, this whole time, Wyatt has known who the murderers were and didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to hurt Odette any more than she already was hurt and thinks it was all his fault because he tried to wrestle the gun away and... They find out that the uncle also killed Odette and buried them together in the cemetery. So Mm -hmm. they were. It was the cemetery. So one detail in the story is that Odette lives. Odette gets married after college. 
to a lawyer. This lawyer seems like salt of the earth in a complicated way. But she really cannot let go of this Trumanel case. And there's a lot of baggage there. So she asks him to move back to this small town in Texas and move into the house that she grew up in. Her father's died at this point, And they never sold the house. Mm-hmm. They call it the Blue House because yeah. cops have always lived there. And so before Trumanel's father was her grandfather, and he was a cop, and he was the sheriff in town, and his picture mm-hmm. hangs oh, in the yeah. living room. And one of the very last scenes of the book is finding the graves, and Angel is cleaning out the house for Odette's widow. And she's like, I'm going to get rid of this fucking painting because it's Mm -hmm. a freaking man staring at me. I hate it. So she takes it down and she sees a map of gravestones and one is marked T. Yeah. And so that's how they find Odette. They never found Frank. No, they never found the father. Which is interesting. And the girl, Angel, is the one that attacks the pastor i love that detail about it yeah you just have these two heroines that are just so unique yeah and yeah the characters in this are so good so every every character even the partner i can't remember his name odette's partner is kind of rusty it's like complicated Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Ah, oh, I loved I loved everyone in this. So very much. very complicated characters. Another one I don't think you mentioned was Maggie, her cousin. Yeah, that takes in women into her home mm-hmm. and took in Angel, but it's Maggie's dad that was mm-hmm. the pastor. Maggie is actually Wyatt's half sister. Half sister. Ooh, it's complicated mm-hmm. in a way that only small towns can be. So this is. I wondered if that's. I was like, so it's about cops, which. Yeah. I don't know if you'd love that. And right. so I'm like reading through, I'm like, something's got to give here. Like, I didn't think, I mean, maybe Allison hated the book and she's no. going to tell me. But then the cops did it. Yeah. They, like, they this sure is, did. Okay. So one of the main kind of points of discussion I wanted to chat about was we've talked a lot on this podcast about the complicated nature of writing about something you don't. No, like an experience that's not yours, right? Like if, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it with Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo versus like Curse So Dark and Lonely. And I think there's two aspects of that in this book that I'd love to touch on. One, when you do write about what you know, especially when it comes to the place you're from. So the author is from small town Texas. Mm-hmm. You know she's from small town Texas. Yeah. This the is details. The details, the way she describes it. I could see it. Even just, I've never been to Texas. Well, I haven't been there and spent a lot of time, but I've never been to West Texas. Yeah. And I could see the the fields that go on forever. So the drink we're drinking with the dandelions is because they they keep coming up in this book. And in the very opening scene, Trumanel is in this like vast, hot field dying, or not Trumanel, Angel. And she has taken right before she. just laid down to give up she picked dandelions and put them all around her in a ring and that just picturing this vast I can just see this like hot on the side of the road barbed wire Texas field and to me 
you know, you can argue whether you should, what you should write about, what you shouldn't write about. But you, when an author is from a place and writes about that place, it she just nailed it, man. She yeah. nailed it. She nailed that complicated small town mm-hmm. and was able to write with, through all the complications with such clarity in a way, again, you can only do if you've lived it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The, was, I've oh, been thinking a little bit about that and how – we took, I mean, we talk a lot about that first or one of the first books we did was mm-hmm. The Seven Husbands of Evan Hugo and how, what's the author? What's her name? Um, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Mm, well, whatever her name is. Trailer, tra- tra- Jenkins uh, Reed. Taylor, ta- Jenkins. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Jenkins Reed. Taylor Jenkins Reed. Oh, God, I'm such an idiot. Um, took the persona of a lot of things that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. This feels different. Because I, you want underrepresented characters. You want un- unrepresented groups to see themselves in the media, mm-hmm. in entertainment, in mm-hmm. any whatever that looks like to you. But in this one case, books. Mm-hmm. You know, I want the little girl that is missing an eye and feels uh, like she's so unlike about like. Not I want to about a see, place, but the people. Yeah, and, I want to see representation yeah. in books, and and I'm counter me on this. I'm just talking without thinking. Is do you wait for the person that has the talent to write a book that's mm-hmm. widely read to write that book that has that experience that mm-hmm. has that identity, or do you make sure that you're including representation in your book of characters like that that are well-researched? Yeah. So that was the second piece of it is like, to me, there's, you know, an author writing from their experience, you can just like tell and it's so rich and beautiful and wonderful, especially when they're writing about the place they're from. Mm-hmm. And then this reminds me a lot more of like A Curse of Dark and Lonely where a character had a – like that character had cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and it was a well-researched they did a, the author did a great job researching cerebral palsy and had oh, what's the word for people who read it and make sure sensitivity oh, readers sensitivity readers editors something like that mm-hmm. go through it this feels more like that to me where one it fit with the story like there was a, a Truman or Odette losing her leg in an accident the night of the crime. Like, that fit with the story really well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was thrown in there frivolously. Like, I'm just going to write about people with prosthetics because I'm going to throw it in there. It was part of the storyline, and it was really well-researched and really well done. And that's when you were talking about the acknowledgments Mm -hmm. and all of, like, how – I did too. I've never read the acknowledgments, and I was – I don't know why I did this time – Oh my gosh! And but I think it's because you knew. I mean, she immediately starts talking about, and we listened to an interview right before this about where she was talking about one of the things she hopes is that it brings a light to people who wear prosthetics, and what that experience is like. And I feel like she, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's done well. It's yeah. done well. Well, and also, her, she took it so seriously. It gave me. I don't know what I thought when someone decides to write a book, what they do or 
if they've always had an idea in their head, but she talks a little bit about it in that acknowledgement, which I encourage you to read if you didn't. It was, if you own the book, yeah, just go back and it's only like three pages. It's longer than most acknowledgements, but it was mm-hmm. so rich. She said she's always had this character in her head that I can't remember the details that she went into about like what the character looked like, but I think she had one leg mm-hmm. and she didn't know the story when she sat down to write it. She just kept thinking about what this girl could do, what she wanted readers to know about her. Mm-hmm. And I like, I just loved that insight and that peek into a writer's mind on how they start a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were around songwriters all the time yeah. and how they write songs is really interesting to me and that's all I know and it's kind of the same way like you have a a hook in your head yeah you might not have a verse or the words to it yet but you have you know a chorus Mm -hmm. and then you have a bridge and then you put the words in and maybe the words are meaningless to you and maybe that's where you started but it yeah that that was really interesting that's why I love we haven't interviewed an author since Emily Whitson Mm -hmm. But I loved that mm-hmm. episode so much. I yeah. like I learned so much about the process. The process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I liked the balance of an author writing about a, a thing in a place they know so well and it is part of their experience. Mm-hmm. And then bringing in an aspect of the story that needs careful handling and like mm-hmm. reverence and doing that really well and it bringing a light to you know a minority group or you know an issue that you didn't know about or you know people who wear prosthetics whatever it may be it bringing light to that it to me that was like a perfect bat this is this book is an example of a well balance of all of those things that I really enjoyed agreed that was my yeah this book is so good I could not this was the one I was under the covers trying not to wake my husband up. I don't know why I could have just gotten out of bed and read it. But it was like three in the morning and I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't go back to sleep. Same. And I'm like under the covers like ferociously reading it. I was staying up way too late. So good. Reading it. This is this might be my favorite. So one of the – well, keep going. I was going to give you oh, I was going to move to casting. So you give okay. me the good reads while I look some things up. So I hadn't pulled a one-star review for this, but I did look. Because I thought this book was – really incredibly written I mean I I, the word masterful came to mind over and over again Mm -hmm. it was just so so well written but one of the critiques were there was a lot of red herrings on who you thought it might be Mm -hmm. and who like Angel suspected because Angel went into it because she didn't know a lot about the case suspecting everyone and at one part in the book where Odette's narrating, she hears something outside. She jumps out of her window because she's scared to see, like, who it is with her gun. And yeah. she sees that someone has left a shovel. Oh, yeah. And maybe she didn't jump out the window. Maybe she came out. She went around the back I've and, like, snuck about, around the front. Yeah. I'm th- I think Angel jumped out the night that she was attacked. But – um. Someone had left a shovel in her front yard that had, it was, it wasn't the Bible verse, but it was something alluding to the Bible verse on how much you should forgive someone 
Yeah. I'm not doing 70, this show. 7 times 70. And a lot of people on Goodreads were like, it was so obvious then who it was. I had no I did idea. not make that connection. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get why. I, I don't know why I didn't go there because yet. Because it's because, I mean, I grew up in a small town. Everyone knows a Bible verse. I, it's not like the preacher in town is the only person who knows a Bible verse. Everyone knows that one. Like That's true. That's yeah, why it's not small obvious. Small town Texas. I feel like you're not from evangelical South if you automatically thought the preacher. I had no idea. It, it, I feel like usually I can piece it together. No idea on this one. No idea. When they were, when she was closing in on who did it and talking about who did it, I kept hoping that, yeah, I was going to know and I just didn't. All right. I do have some casting. Okay. Give it to me. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to move into the casting. I had one very strong opinion one i feel good about it and then some others i've just like thrown in there a very strong one this is all i could picture for Wyatt. wait can i guess yes is he in friday night lights no no, but i could have just cast the whole friday night Lights. yeah who were you thinking (laughs) tim riggins oh i've cast tim riggins (laughs) could be tim riggins he'd play a a good like kind of office Mm -hmm. rocker guy no i thought josh lucas oh for like the Today, uh-huh. Wyatt, I couldn't picture anyone but Josh Lucas. That's so Sweet funny. Home Alabama. Yeah, like, yeah. When they said white t-shirt and just like, you know, used to be the star football mm-hmm. player, that's who I picture for sure. Yeah. That was my I like strongest that. one. So for Odette, I pictured Brie Larson. Okay. Although I will say, I don't know of any actresses who wear a prosthetic, but that would be the ideal choice if you mm-hmm. could find an actress I'm sure there is. I'm sure they're just not given roles. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be casting directors out there. That's Mm -hmm. what you should actually do. But Mm -hmm. maybe make them look – maybe they should look like Brie Larson. (laughs) Um, Young Angel, I had Mackenzie Foy. Oh. Yes. Wait, is she from The Crown? No. I'll show you. I'm thinking of Claire Foy. Like a young... Oh, yeah. Good one, right? Oh, that's so good. That one's a fan casting fun. And then young True Manel, we were just talking about this. Millie Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. I think, could play a good, like, I, I, picturing Eleven, like, where yeah. she's a badass. But then when you see Millie Bobby Brown like all done carpet. up and yeah. red carpet, you know? So that's my casting. Did you have any thoughts? Any casting? No. No? I like... Oh, well, other than Tim Riggins. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot I could cast Tim Riggins Oh, Tim Riggins. Be still my heart. <laughs> all right. Well, that's We Are All the Same in the Dark. 10 out of 10 recommendation. I mean, right now, this is peak I. It's interesting. Next year, I definitely want to do a roundup. Once we have a yeah. whole year of reading on the podcast, I loved looking at people's best of the too. book. I use that a lot for picking books Me too. this year. So definitely want to do something like that next year we've already gotten some ideas mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what book we're gonna do next week so it might yeah. be a little surprise we'll let it be a surprise we we're have go- a few we just have to we're trying to schedule everything around what we've read well and, and a tonsillectomy and a vacation so yeah. and what we've read so we just don't know which one of our choices is going to come up next so yeah you get a surprise but yeah. you can definitely check i'm really out. excited about it the books that well, i mean we probably have eight books i'm sure we'll use all of them yeah because they all look so good it'll be hard narrowing down to four but it might yeah. just be 
what we have time to read. Yeah, what we have time to read. Yeah. All right. Well, join us next week. And we're looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.